Hey y'all, it's Jonna. I'm super excited because it has only been one week since you last heard from us. That is if you were listening every single week like you should be. If not, fine. It could have been yesterday or it could be next week. Uh, all of that craziness aside, it has been one week. Laura and I, when we started, that was our hopes that we would eventually get to one week. We just didn't know if we would be able to with our full-time jobs, also known as our money-making jobs. But we love this so much and we're having so much fun and we've received incredible feedback from y'all that we just decided, okay, every week it is. We will do it. Next week is going to be about anxiety because guys, over here, we like to keep it light and fluffy. You know, we talk about adult friendships and how easy those are. Today is going to be about mom guilt and mom shaming, another super light topic um, that no one has ever experienced. So we're going to introduce you to what that looks like. Okay, clearly I'm joking. Laura and I are going to be talking about how we've experienced mom guilt and mom shaming. Maybe how when we were at our worst, we have maybe done that to other people. I'm not saying that it happens a lot. I'm just saying it could have happened at some point and we feel bad about it. And maybe this podcast is just to relieve us of our guilt. I don't know. We don't need your judgment. We just need you to listen. We need you to share. We need you to post. We are loving all of your kindness that you're throwing our way and we wish we could just bottle it up and give it back to you. But the best thing that I can do is say thank you and just know that Laura and I are so grateful for each and every one of you that listens, each and every one of you that shares. We probably are more grateful for the people that listen and share. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Enjoy this week's episode on mom guilt. It's going to be so fun. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's been um, it's been a busy season for us, um, and I feel like it's just getting amped up. Like we're we're headed into like fall season. We're headed into like all the testing and all that stuff at the end of the year. But it's been good. What about you? How have you been? Good. Hey, tell me when is the last day for your students from Mississippi State? Oh my gosh. Um, my last day. Okay. Is- that's not what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really though, that's all that matters. Yeah. It is, uh, April the 23rd. Okay. So I think, and I think they might go on Wednesday, but I don't teach on Wednesdays. I only teach on Tuesday and Thursday. So the 23rd, I think that's the last day. You're like, that's not my problem. Yeah. Not my problem. If you teach on Wednesdays. So, <laughs> well, what's gonna be exciting is because I will be flying towards you together and we're going to be driving to the beach together like the day after you get out of class it's going to be a big girl and so and then we'll have to like do some some q a's on the way down to the beach so little insider scoop yeah (laughs) yes okay tell me what so y'all y'all are in the thick of ball season everything and then y'all just got back from spring break we did we tropical locale uh I wouldn't quite call it that. We, uh, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, that would have been what I would have chosen. Is okay. Two days propped up in the sand. Um, that is not what we did. We actually went camping. Which so, the last camping story you shared ended with a proposal. It did. It did. <laughs> there was no proposal this time. Um, no okay. proposal. Um, we, we, are very blessed to have my in-laws have a little, um, pull behind camper. And so they let us take that. So let me just put that out there. First of all, that I was not, there's going to be some camping purists that are going to call you out hard. They are. They are. They're going to be like, it's not really camping. That's not camping. What do you call that? Campering? 
Are you- uh, I, th- I think they call it, some people call it glamping. I like it. Yeah. yeah it's not quite as rugged. Okay. But did set up a tent. The boys did sleep in a tent because they actually enjoyed that and the weather was good. And so um, we have a little pool behind that we take. And so it's a little easier to like do meals That's and right. um, let's be real sleep. I was about to say also not um, <laughs> mattress, the mattress on an actual not inflated bed. with air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. Um, it would not have been like, you know, my first choice of a spring break thing, but it's what my boys really love doing. And um, it is also a great way to get, really get to spend time with them because we're kind of unplugged. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys just got back from a trip too, from your spring break trip. What We did. Got that a little bit. Okay. It's your favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. So, um, yeah. So Will grew up skiing and snowboarding and you know we call him in these parts big deal will um okay you know, just, just really to get under his skin that annoys him um but he is he's like just naturally good at anything he tries it's super annoying it's like oh I should try you you do flame sword swallowing I bet I could do that you know yeah like, it's so yeah. annoying it's so annoying and um anyways all that to say this arthritic body, as I shared in the last episode, should not <laughs> hurl down anything on its own. Um, so Will, in all of his kind and lovingness and loving me the way that Jesus loves the church, put me in ski school with the kids. He did save my pride a little bit, and he decided to do private lessons. Y'all, he set all this up. Okay, guys? Like, I mean, it was as if he was the mom on this trip planning I love activities. It. So he signed us up for ski school, um, and it's embarrassing when your kids who were 10 and 14, well, they were both like, why do we have to do it? And he's like, do it for your mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. You know, and it's like, I kid you not, I kid you not. We like, we're in the ski school and she tells him, she's like, y'all are, y'all are good. Why don't y'all go ahead and go down those greens and stuff? And I'm going to help your mom do this magic carpet which is, you know, like 50 feet of this like conveyor belt in the snow, which, Hey, I'm here for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got to get on it. I fell at one point <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looked and she looked around. She goes, first fall guys, first fall. And they all started clapping. And I was like, I think that this is fun that we're all like enthusiastic, but I can't get up. <laughs> like, like, I'm please get the ski off because I'm pretty sure it penetrated my butt. <laughs> Yeah, and then my kids, you know, so sweet. The pro, you know, Lindsey Vaughn, and I can't remember the guy's name. That's I've gone too far. Bodie Miller, maybe or something, come up to me, and they're like, "You're doing so good, mom!" Like patting me on the back and like giving me thumbs up. I wanted to be like, "You can stick those thumbs somewhere else, okay, guys?" Like I don't need, I don't need your encouragement because guess what? It's embarrassing. And so, um, I mean, literally. So then. I ski down. Uh, finally, I make it. I finally mm-hmm. graduate to where I could go down this uh, like bunny slope, not even you, green. You graduate oh, school? Uh, no, no mm-mm. <laughs> I made drop out, and I actually got a shirt that shows it because the kids. I, I made it to lunchtime, guys. Typical Jana. So I was like, "When's lunch? Oh, it's nine thirty. Okay." So, so, but I go down. This is what did it for me. This is whenever, this is when I knew my time in ski school had come to an end and I was going to have to either get a GED or just be a dropout. 
because I go down the bunny slopes and everything. And then there's these, like, it almost looks like a T-bar a little bit. Like, uh-huh. it almost looks like those little swing, rope swings. Yes. It's like yes. a rope swing. So that will pull you back up the hill. I'm all for the pulling. It looks easy. I can't wait to get down the hill to get on it uh-huh. and to get up and then um, go to lunch. And so I get down everything. So the guy's like, have you done this? He goes, you don't sit on it because if you sit on it, the spring just goes to the bottom and it'll just drag you, which honestly did not sound horrible to me. And I go to, I go, I'm not sitting on it. They made such a big deal. Don't sit on it. I make it up halfway. And I, I did what I shouldn't have done is I took my eyes off my skis off the prize kind of exactly they kind of like veered apart and I'm talking I bit it so hard like I, I went rolling down the side <laughs> and Will was behind me because he he came to check on his children you know and he's behind me on his he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh and so he gets off and he like popped his snowboard off like real, real cool guy you know yeah. and he's like are you okay I'm like just I just need a minute Wanting to put my pride back in my pants and then do to get up enough energy to get on this dang thing. And I was like, Can I just catch the next one? They're like, No, you gotta go all the way back down. I was like, I'll just walk, just take them off and like you can't. Do oh that. my gosh. It was so bad. It was so embarrassing. And then the kids are waiting up there like, You did so good. I'm like, Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop your patronizing. And they're being super sincere, but I didn't take it that way. So after lunch, I was like, All right, guys, and um, which Will was like this is the best con job ever. Not only did we do a full day of skiing, like ski school, which is a pretty penny. We also paid for her lunch, the ski instructor. <laughs> He's like, I got to get this job. And so <laughs> it was, it was something. And so, but oh, yeah, that is not. So after that, the rest of the week, I stayed, uh, I stayed on a, uh, not sea level because it's still up a mountain, but closer, yeah. closer to sea level. And, um, it was not ideal for me. And that's what they would come back, you know, all had so much time. They're like, we're sorry you just sat here all day. And I'm like, thank you guys. It's been such a great family vacation. <laughs> the togetherness has warmed yeah. my heart. Yeah, it's been good. I'm glad we got to spend so much yeah. time together. That's but good. I think that just shows the things that's going to, like, take us into this episode. Yes. That's <laughs> a great. We're going we're we're to pull into this episode hard. Yeah. <laughs> literally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like you on that on that yeah oh yeah <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we're nothing if not graceful oh, oh my goodness oh my yeah. goodness that is so funny yeah. well um we are we are talking about um something very very related to these great stories from our spring break adventures which is mom guilt today is yeah. what we're gonna dive into and there how many of y'all are putting up your praise hands right now (laughs) we see you we see you um uh we we are first of all let me say we are not coming at this in a in a place of like we've got this figured out and we oh shoot I I need it hey Laura I'm gonna need to change my notes then (laughs) (laughs) yeah I am I struggle with it constantly like I'm already I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I'm looking at the clock going, oh my gosh, what do I need to get done before my kids get out of school? Oh, 100%. Get, you know, be here because it's, you know, I want to be able to spend time with them. It's it's a day when I'm at home and I'm, I'm here. And so I'm like trying to plan my day around being able to do all the things yeah. before they get out of school at the end of the day. And um, I feel like I really... the the struggle for me with mom guilt has always been like feeling 
as if I needed to be doing something else regardless of what I was doing. Yeah. You could be like literally training for a marathon and it's like, but have you read the latest cookbook on organic (laughs) Instapot cooking? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or like when I'm at work, I'm, I'm kind of like torn because I wish I was at home or when I'm at home, I'm like, Oh gosh, all that work I left so I could come home. It's like this constant battle of, you know, not feeling enough. Yeah. Um, and, and feeling like any decision I make, I'm going to, I'm going to have some guilt or some, some, some angstiness, uh, because of that. And I, I really think, I don't know how you feel, but I think it starts before our babies even get here. Oh, 100%. And like, let's go ahead and just put this for all of you taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Get your all things good journal out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, get your merch. And so, but no, is we were talking about when we were talking about, you know, I keep referring to our extensive editorial calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. whenever we were talking about this episode, Laura was like the main point like if there's a big point, a big picture, I want it to be that mom shaming has to stop. So I think before we even get into like the nitty gritty, because it mm-hmm. for sure starts at like, you know, fertilization. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word conception and I couldn't. So I went fertilization. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome guys. Um, anyways, I, um, so I just think that it starts like before that, but it, it needs to be known and it needs to be said that mom sh- shaming happens on both ends. Like oh. the got yeah. it together moms that truly enjoy Pinterest and truly enjoy being room mom. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be shamed either because right. they are doing what their God given gifts are and what brings them joy. The mm-hmm. mom that, you know, forgets to give $5 for pizza, never pays for her tie dye t-shirt <laughs> and doesn't show up or check her Wednesday folder, give her a break too, guys. Okay. Yeah. Like the spectrum. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And so, but yes, for sure birth. I mean, I definitely just with my story, shocker, experienced some shame. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And I think, I mean, I think regardless of what your story is, there's always some amount of shame. Cause I even remember we, um, we have joked before, this might be TMI about um, Never. the Rev and, and me, but, um, we have joked before that we, we are extremely fertile. Like, yeah, we fertile, didn't, fertile. It, yeah, we didn't get to enjoy trying to have a baby. Yeah, same, at all. Same. yeah it just, it, we could stand next to each other and it would, Hey, yeah. yeah. So we, um, there was some guilt with that though, like, because I had so many friends that did struggle yes. with infertility and it was like. Now I'm happy, but I'm kind of sad and like, well, you're almost embarrassed to tell them. Right. Yeah. And I think that can be, you know, like you said, I mean, you said fertilization, but even at conception. (laughs) Okay. I like what you did there. You you just went up to me. Well, but I think for me, it was like, you know, fortunately and also shocking, I'm bringing the shock value at the ripe age of 20, a bunch of your friends aren't struggling with uh, infertility. So yeah, they no. don't know. Cause guess what? They're still like in school and like planning their life. So you don't have it. Then you have different guilt, but then what happens is, is when your kid is eight and people are just mm-hmm. now like getting married and trying and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. And, and yeah. I had endometriosis. I mean, I don't even have a uterus anymore. It's like, 
everything was against me and you just want to be like I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry he's here yes. William go sit in the corner and so yeah. you know and then with Anna we weren't trying with Anna my grandma this is helpful add this to your notes my mm-hmm. grandma did tell me which obviously Will and I were married whenever I had Anna and um he my grandma told me she goes I didn't know y'all were trying and I was like well, we really weren't because Will was in the middle of getting his MBA. And I was like, we were going to wait till after he had his MBA and stuff. And she goes, well, in the future, the best birth control you can take is one aspirin. And I was I, like, oh, okay. Like to stop a heart attack or she's like, no, you're going to put it in between your knees and you're going to hold it there. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. So there's, so there's that. She has some serious wisdom. So all of y'all that are on like Morena or... <laughs> Orthotricycline, is that even still around? You know, the Nuva Ring, put yeah. it away. Put, put it, it away. away. Your aspirin. It yeah. doesn't even have to be Bayer. You can hey, use look, you can use the same aspirin for like, you yo, know, yeah. I'm going to see if Debbie, time, maybe. super fan Debbie, also known as my mom, can maybe get Bayer to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she's on our marketing team. She's yeah. Oh, it's going down. Super yeah. helpful. Super okay. helpful. I love but it. Yeah. So, I mean, f- really from conception, I mean, yeah. if you struggle, you feel that guilt. I mean, I remember being in Sunday school. Let's, let's take it way back. This is like a retro podcast now, but being in Sunday school, you know, and people would announce that they were pregnant and it's like, oh, there's something in the water because it was literally like every week. There is a group of Anna's age kids that there was like 12 of us pregnant at the same time. It was insane. And, um, then we had several friends that had either miscarried or were really walking that dark, lonely road of infertility. And I mean, it was so hard to be excited Mm -hmm. for one and your heartbreak for another, And you know, and some of them would have to get up and leave. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like you just feel shameful. You feel guilty. You feel Mm -hmm. sad. You feel joyful for that. And so it, yeah, it's just, it's from the get go. Yeah. For sure. And then, you know, as the baby get, it gets closer, then you have all the decisions about how you're going to have the baby. I mean, are you a bad mom if you have an epidural oh. or, I, I mean, I are don't you, so. I mean, maybe if you yeah. just get it in your day-to-day life, but not for <laughs> baby giving birth. So. <laughs> I mean, there's just so. There's oh, I mean, C-section. I had to have a C-section because William was like, nine days past due and like nothing was happening mm-hmm. and maybe we should censor this podcast and say it is not like for men to listen to it's a lot of a <laughs> lot of female talk yeah but, uh, this episode is yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so although mom guilt might give it away um <laughs> but I think that you know even having a c-section it was like oh you had a c-section <laughs> so you didn't experience full birth I was like no thank god you mean <laughs> no with William I never even had a uh, contraction. And oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I don't need your shame. Okay. No. I mean, <laughs> how strange is that? That would have been, I would have given anything to give birth with no contraction. So granted, granted, was- you know, it's like they slit your abdomen and open, but hey, I was, that part of my body was asleep. I had no problem with that. And so, but yeah, I mean that, and then it was like, then the breastfeeding and guess what he was in the NICU for a little bit so he got like that instant gratification he is really great at a lot of things but he was Mm -hmm. not great at breastfeeding yeah so I remind him of that daily (laughs) (laughs) I just tell him that's why Anna's smarter than him because she did breastfeed oh oh my gosh that right there what you just said yes I can tell you 
how much that has been something that is like always in the back of my mind. You know, my, we, we did not breastfeed either one of our boys. And um, I figured, I figured. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why they're, yeah. you know, bottom of their class. And oh, God. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, <laughs> but no, I mean, there were people who actually said things. Yes. Like, yes. you know, and it, it was, I remember at one point I was, um, I think it was with Riley that I was trying so hard. I was exhausted. Of course, your hormones are raging like a yes wildfire. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'm like trying to breastfeed him for like as long as I could take his wailing. There and- is not much more defeating than trying to breastfeed a baby oh that will not. It is very, very heartbreaking because you feel like a failure because guess what? Everybody has told you that. I know. Yes. And it comes so naturally for everyone else around you is what People, that's their job. It's like lactation nurses. I'm like, I cannot. It's like me with skiing. It is not just natural, okay? I'm trying to lean into it, and it's not working. It's so. not. But I would, like, try to breastfeed him, and then I would I would just feel so defeated. And I was like, okay, just bring me a bottle. Let me just feed him. And so I would feed him, and then I would try to pump because, you know, I was going to pump. Oh, so I could uh-huh. at least put that. And I would, like, do the pump thing for, like, 30 or 45 minutes, and there would be, like, less than an ounce of milk. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was fun. Okay, now it's time to feed him again. Yes. I mean, that's your whole, like, deal. And then it's, like, back to kind of what we we're saying. It's, like, when you got to play both sides of this. Mm-hmm. Like, breastfeeding is wonderful if that's what you choose to do. But it's, like, why right. does anybody really care? Like, why <laughs> does Jonna Hold care if Riley Walton breastfed? That's weird if I do care a lot. <laughs> that kind of puts me in a different category, you know? Yeah. It's, like, how does that affect my day-to-day life it doesn't it doesn't and it's like it's one thing if you're giving your baby mountain dew in a bottle you know (laughs) hey no shame there this is a no shame podcast but I mean yeah that is very it is it's hard and I did not breastfeed William I did Anna up until five months and Mm -hmm. then I kept getting mastitis and so guess what guys Mm. cut cut that off yeah um because that is painful it was horrible it was horrible and I mean I just but I, but then I realized how different people treated me, you know, mm-hmm. when I wasn't 20 years old, but the other thing, it was like, oh, that's great. Hey, any amount of time, that is great. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. You know? And so you guys are a gold star. Yeah. I mean, it was like a half, a half a gold star. And so, <laughs> but guess what guys, like they're equally as smart. They're equally as sweet. Like they, I mean, yes, William has had 87 broken bones. Maybe we can like we can funnel that back to the breastfeeding, but <laughs> it might just be because he is my kid. And so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. I think that what we're, we're getting at is um, maybe this is a, a really good time in a new mom's life to like keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't you love it? Whenever people just offer one of the worst, oh my gosh, like people, I remember being at HEB, which is if you don't live in Texas, um, it's a super popular people are Texas is real proud of everything they have. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful grocery store, but guys, guess what? It's not target. Um, (laughs) and so if you can't buy leggings and milk, I don't want to be there. Um, but I was at HEB. I was, I don't know, eight months pregnant with Anna Mm -hmm. and in the checkout line and the lady that was, you know, my checker outer, that's what I call them. Um, she was like, how far along are you? And I was like, oh, I'm eight months. And she was like, oh, well, that's when my friend lost her. I'm like, 
why like don't oh tell, like, don't tell me this like this is horrible like the, I, I I left I was bawling I was I called Will I was like I'm putting myself on bed rest like this is bad and I mean it's like but I am shocked at the things that people mm-hmm. tell people mm-hmm. and they think they a want to hear b they should hear c that it's gonna somehow make their day like don't like do mm-hmm. not just now Will I will say in that Sunday school class that, you know, was overpopulated, uh, (laughs) there was a dad. And so obviously we have a, we already have a child and, um, he was like, oh man, well, like, tell me this is our first, like, what do you really think? Like, is it really just, do you love that baby instantly? And Will's like, I mean, I, he's like, I know that I did. He's like, but man, it is hard. It is so hard. And he was like, what do you mean? He goes, you don't sleep. You realize how selfish you are. It is bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I looked at him and said, why would you tell him that? He goes, nobody told me that. I said, because you were 20, you idiot. <laughs> so, like, and he goes, no, I just feel like people should know. And I'll have you know that guy, he cracked this up like probably seven months after their daughter was born. He told Will, he's like, thank you. Nobody else was honest with me, but thank yeah, you. I think guys can handle it, but guess what? Like, that's different. When you're carrying yeah. that life, like, uh-huh. or just, I mean, even with, you know, adoption, like, it's like just all of the you should do this you shouldn't do this do that don't do this and it's like whatever works for you and your family and it is not illegal and it is for your child's best interest whatever that is then that's what you should do i'm in and we're done here yeah (laughs) mic drop and so well and then it's like the sleeping like i mean yeah do you co-sleep uh your kid should be in their crib well, we talked about that, remember? Yeah. We oh, yeah. Well, got berated. We like eating yeah. our words in our parenting episode yes. on that issue because we said, oh, never, ever. And then we were like so sleep deprived and exhausted. We were yeah. like, whatever. Come on. Come on. How about William and I are getting bunk beds this year? <laughs> yeah. But I just think that it's like whatever. Like, I. It, here's the deal Sarah Sue Beth that lives down the street I don't really have anybody named that lives down the street but you know if she and was Sally a- May it's a great names those are some serious southern names you're throwing thank out you. thank you I went triple and double but it's like what does Sally May's sleeping habits with her mom affect the hold home it okay. sure does not it, it does doesn't not. I don't care and so it's like I don't want you to roll over and like crush your baby but I'm going to trust that you love Sally Mae more than I do and so and it's like that's I think if we just kind of put all that in perspective like if we stop and ask ourselves like before we get worked up or passionate about something like does this affect me Mm. oh Mm. it doesn't okay (laughs) now there's like that affects us but guess what like individual home family choices that are not illegal do not Mm. affect you Mm-hmm. I think that might be a good, good question to ask about a lot of things that we, we, oh, just life in general, you mean? Yeah. Put ourselves into such as, um, you know, marriage, other people's yeah. marriages, um, you know, their home decor choices. They uh, Oh, believe me. I walk into those. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is, I think, I think we so often, get so focused on what we think is best and what is what we think is right and what we would do. And we just forget that that home is not the same as our home. Those parents are not us and those children are not our children. And I mean, like you said, unless you see something that is actually harmful, 
you know, or, or you are asked. I mean, I think when you tell that story about Will and, and that guy, that guy asked Will for yeah. it. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, be honest I, with me. Be honest yeah. with me. And Will wasn't shaming him. He was more like, this is a right. real look at like what it's going to be yeah. like. And so here's the deal. If it's not like that for that guy, he can feel great about himself. If it is like that, he's like, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think when we're honest with each other, whenever we are asked for mm-hmm. our opinion, not we just think people deserve it, yes. then that is a great opportunity to be like, okay, you asked me, what do I think is better, breastfeeding or bottle feeding? Right. I don't know. I yeah. Mean, I did. Says, yeah. <laughs> Giselle Bunchen says that you should breastfeed or you're a bad mom. And so... But I do, I think that it comes in all sorts of ways. I think Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I struggled forever and I still, the dark kind of recesses of my mind will go there. It's like, I'm the, most of the times I'm the youngest mom in Williams Mm -hmm. grade. And I feel like my whole life I've been making up for that in Mm -hmm. some way or another. And guess what? That's on me. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, but I do get embarrassed and this is, because people will be like, oh my gosh, how old are you? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, uh, well. 27? No, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be 36. And so, but it's like, I have always been like the youngest of my friends since I've been a mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like, oh, you don't, you don't know. Cause you're young, you know, and you just get dismissed and it makes you feel less than, and it makes mm-hmm. you feel like, I mean, I feel like I've been working my whole parental life to get to 40 because then I'll feel some sort of validation or something, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. um, I hey, know well, let, let me tell you, it didn't happen. Oh, see, that's <laughs> what I was about to say. We have a friend that's about to turn 40 and she was reaching out to the other group, uh-huh. our group. And, um, she was like, I mean, everybody says when you hit 40, like it's just, everything yeah. changes and I'm feeling all this pressure again with the pressure and like yeah. the guilt. It's like, when you hit 40, you apparently don't care anymore. And you just no, wake that's... up and you just, you know, and then, and then fortunately, because we are a group of reason, sarcasm and rationale. Um, one of our friends, Sharice, she's like a uh, newsflash. That's not how it happens. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's like, thank you for being honest. Like, thank you for not just like saying like, no, you should. And if you don't like, then there's something you need to, you need to do a deep study, Julia. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like, the fact that we can come to each other and this goes back to the friendship, it goes back to the parenting, like find a group of friends that mm-hmm. you can laugh with, that you can be honest with, that you can maybe say like, today my kids are on my nerves and I've thought about, I've thought about some things, you know, and it's I like, running away. It's fine. I've thought about packing up my bag and <laughs> taking myself out of the equation. Like I'm going to move to Breckenridge and go to see the instructor. <laughs> instruction yeah you can be a you can be a park ranger <laughs> so problem is our kids would find us there I know <laughs> they would come visit or something yeah no and so um it just you know I think it's it's such a tricky deal but I think mm-hmm. if you really examine your heart and before you speak which wow mm-hmm. that's a deep thought and Woo. very hard mm-hmm. you will you'll think is this gonna like at all help them Mm-hmm. Am I coming from a genuine place of care and concern or am I coming from a place of wanting to be right and wanting to feel better than them? Mm-hmm. And, um, I know for me, it's, you know, my son, he's in eighth grade. He's by no means like got this. I'm not 
not some seasoned, you know, veteran of the <laughs> education system by any means. But I remember him. So, and my daughter's in fourth. And I remember him being in elementary school. Not like that was like 15 years ago, um, <laughs> but really like kinder first, second. And, you know, I'm new to this, obviously. And um, I had a f- friend, quote unquote friend, um, mm-hmm. message me and she was like, hey, what is Williams? What did Williams book say? His, his reader, because they would get these uh, weekly readers that they would have to, you know, practice and then they would do it in reading group and then, you know, yada, yada, yada. And he was not that strong of a reader until really like third grade, he found a, he found Percy Jackson and he fell in love with that book series and it just changed everything for him. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, you know, it's kind of like newsflash guys, like your kids will eventually be potty trained. I hope, (laughs) you know, it's like your kid will eventually walk. Might not be before Sally Mae down the street, that's co-sleeping and breastfeeding, but your kid will eventually walk, you know? And so, and it's like your kid will eventually, hopefully, it was questionable with Anna, get rid of the pacifier, like, you know, and so it, it will happen, but she messaged me, and I was like, oh, it's, let's say it's like A15 or whatever, and she's like, oh, oh, good for him, I hope he improves, yeah, we're at like A37, and, and I was like, oh, dang, and I automatically (laughs) felt competitive, and Mm -hmm. something you should know about me, this is going to come as another shocking revelation, I am, um, how do you put this, uh, not athletic. And um, so I find that I'm competitive in things that really I have no control over. Also known as Alabama football and my kids reading score. So, And I was all of a sudden like, oh my God, William, I went out and bought flashcards. I'm not proud of any of this. I went out and bought flashcards, like sight reading cards. I was like on him. I'm like, why, you know, Jeffrey, that's not the kid's name. I'm not going to call this kid's name now. Jeffrey is A37. You're at A15. Like, what is going on? Like, this is this is because I didn't breastfeed you. I just know it. It's because I had you at 20, you know. And so, and he was like, what? My teacher says not to look at the number on the back of the book because it really doesn't matter. And we're all, we're all special. <laughs> I'm like, your teacher's a liar. Because <laughs> Susie said Jeffrey is at A37 and I'm going to need you to get there because this is embarrassing for me. You know, like, I mean... It wasn't exactly that hardcore, but I just was like, well, he's not. And he's like, who cares? He said, also, why do kids need to be able to like write in cursive? He said, I didn't learn how to write my name until I got to kindergarten. Why do they got to know all this stuff in kindergarten? <laughs> he said, I thought that's what kindergarten was for. He was like, I thought they were going to teach him to tie his shoes. Why did we have to already do that? You know, like, <laughs> Will was ready to give our kid over. And so I. I'm turning him over to the system. <laughs> yeah. So finally, I realized how crazy I sounded. I don't know what hit me over the head, but I was like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. Mm-hmm. And especially now that he's in middle school and, you know, he's ending his middle school career, I look back and Anna's in fourth grade and God bless her. I'm just like, you don't really have to go to school. It doesn't matter that much. Middle school is <laughs> more important, you know? Oh, you don't really, hey, I think that's optional, you know, because I realized I'm like, those grades don't count. But I just, and, and somebody reached out to me because Anna's, a lot of her friends are the oldest in their family. So this is their parents first go around mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, what reading, what reading group is Anna in? And I just said, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right now. I'm going to give you the grace and the love <laughs> that nobody gave me. And I'm going to tell you, guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I promise you the advice I've been living on was I have a friend who's a recruiter for companies. And she said, we pretty much only hired C 
level students because they could work well with others and they were well-rounded. So William, Mr. Never Made a B, he's going to be off by himself somewhere. So, you know, it's like, I, that, honestly, yeah, it's like somebody told me that and I was like, duh, like, do I need him to be at level 37? Y'all, he's surpassed that now. It's fine. He, he brought home his reading score like a couple weeks ago and it's like, workforce ready and I was like that really doesn't mean much to me because there's several places you could work and not have to read like what does that mean you know and um but I think if somebody would have just told me like guess what it doesn't matter they're all gonna get there they're all gonna learn to read maybe that's not their thing maybe he's good at math maybe he's good at you know Mm. I would have stopped but nobody did that they just fed the competition and they fed like let me live through my kid and I, I don't want to do that. Like, I just don't. And so. Mm. Mm. For sure. Sure. Well, what, um, what do you think as far as like right now at this stage of life, what do you think that you struggle with the most as far as mom guilt? Like what area? I will say for me, and this is very personal and this probably will be different than what you're thinking, but really my weight, I mean, <laughs> is something, and I'm not just talking about the actual number on the scale because I turn my head anytime I have to go anywhere and weigh. Um, and one of our friends told us that you can tell them that you do not want your weight. And then so far that has not worked in my favor. They're like, Oh, we need it. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't, I don't need it. But no, I mean, I would say the majority of my mom friends here are very tiny and beautiful and tall or thin. And, you know, and it's like, they can, they go work out and do like group workouts and then they, you know, go volunteer at the school. And it's like, since I work full time, I don't make time to do that. And Mm -hmm. then on top of that, with all like my doctor's appointments and health stuff, I can just kind of let that be an excuse if I'm being completely honest Mm -hmm. uh, to eat my feelings. (laughs) And I, I know that, um, my grandma, God rest her soul is probably one of my most favorite people in the world ever like in the history of ever, her name was Nell. Um, her name was Bertha Nell. We call her big Bertha. Um, no, but she was, she really, my mom was an awesome mom, but traveled a lot. So my grandma stepped in and, um, she was bigger, like she's a big girl. And, um, oh my gosh, I love to hug her. Her arms were so soft. Her, her chest was a nice pillow. Like, I mean, just so, you know, so soft. And, but I remember my mom saying, you know, and she, she's felt guilty about this. Sorry, super fan Debbie. But she said she remembers being young and like my grandma coming up to school and her being embarrassed about her weight because all of her friends, moms were smaller. And I've worried about that. And it's not like I'm like morbidly obese or anything, but I'm short and I'm curvy and I just, you know, I'm not the mom because I am insecure about my body to go put on shorts or go hang out at the pool Cause then my self tanner is going to come off. Like there's a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things that go with this guys. And so, but I find that I am more reclusive with like all these fun activities because mm-hmm. of my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And like my kids have straight up told me, cause I've been honest with them. I try to be, and now I know there's that whole deal. Like never talk about your weight in front of your daughter. And I feel guilty about that, but I've told them like, these are the insecurities that I struggle with. And I've struggled with my entire life. Like, what is that saying? It's like, I wish I was as fat as I thought I once was. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, these are things I have struggled with my entire life, even at like a size four, which I think I might've been four when I was a size four. Um, and so, but no, I'm like, I want them to know. And I'm very honest with my kids. Like 
I struggle with this. I don't want that for you. And I see maybe these things creeping up and I'm going to tell you how ugly that looks for your life. Like it is a prison. So I think for me, it's the guilt that I put on my own self. And I will Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to tell you all a horrible story that happened. And if any of you ever do this, you're not my friend anymore. (laughs) I went to the gym. We go to Lifetime and I say, go, we're members. Um, Will and William go all the time. And I had really kind of worked myself up. I'm like, I'm going to go. And I'm going to get involved. So I go and I run into a mom of a kid that is in William's grade. And she was like, oh my gosh, Jonna, it's so good to see you. And I was like, oh, it's so good to see you too. And she goes, I didn't even know you were a member here. I mean, clearly you don't work out. So, I mean, I'm shocked to see you here. No. Mm-hmm. Stop right now. And so guess what I did? I went and I worked out so hard. Just kidding. Oh, I cried and I left and I had not been back. <laughs> until about two weeks ago and that was like eight months ago it oh. it embarrassed me and I and she's like there with like a tank top on and like workout gloves and the crazy thing is we have a dear friend you should all go follow her her name's Kelly McGee and just look at her arms and <laughs> never once never once has she ever ever judged me at least to my face no <laughs> no but she's never judged me she has never made me feel bad she has always encouraged me and because guess what? She, the things that she does to better herself are for her. It's not for us. It's for mm-hmm. her. And so I think whenever you are shaming someone else, you're doing the things that you're doing to, to look better to everybody else. You're not doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you wouldn't care what other people mm-hmm. are doing. Like she should have been like, it's so good to see you. I, you know, you let me know the next time you're up here. And so like, that would have been perfectly fine. So mm-hmm. I blame her for any of my weight gain. Um, you- feels easier than the waffle fries from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I know that's not like a normal answer, but that no. is something. And Anna has shamed me, my own daughter, because I don't come up to her elementary school much anymore. But I've told her a lot of the moms are difficult for me. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got a bad batch. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no. She's, no, but she's just like, I find that I gravitate towards the moms that have older kids because they just get it. It's just not like the things that you think are a big deal just aren't. Now, do not get me wrong when I say this, like I'm holding on to William, like slipping sand. Like I know that this is fleeting and I am just like trying to soak it all in. And so it's not that I'm just like this, none of this matters. That's not it. It's more the little things that we can Mm. obsess over do not matter. Now help your kid learn their spelling words, help your kid understand math facts. That's not what I'm saying either, but that is not your self-worth and it's not their self-worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? For sure. Um, I would say mine right now in this season centers on the whole working mom versus stay at home. Yeah. Mom is just balance of time. I yeah. think is what I experience the most. It just feels like, um, I always feel like even when I, doing what I'm supposed to be doing you could I always feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else does that make sense yeah, like it does yeah. if I'm at work I feel like I should be at home if I'm at home and enjoying time with my kids I'm thinking about the stack of papers I need to grade or the lecture prep or whatever like it's just trying to to really justify yourself worth like Well, yeah. And just like be in the moment that I'm in instead of shaming myself for what I I think I should be marking off your list. Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons that I do, I really do enjoy, um, 
most parts of camping with the boys <laughs> is except for is the public public showers yeah yeah do not enjoy that one single bit um but I do enjoy being a little bit unplugged and not feeling like the weight of okay well I have internet access I should be grading papers or I have you know or working even, on like I need to post this like I need to show yeah. everybody how much fun we're having as a family and so yeah yeah like I don't I don't feel as much of that pressure when we are camping like I can I can go play basketball with them or go throw the ball with them or go do ladder ball with them or yeah. whatever you know um but I I do I do think that has always been my big struggle and I I think it stems from so with with Riley I taught like a compressed schedule and so I was finished teaching for the semester when he was born oh, okay yeah, so he's born at the end of March. His his birthday is is we're about to turn twelve. So this is like, I know it's crazy. Yes, his his birthday was at the end of March, and so I had from the time he was born until August, yeah, off work with him to just be with him and all of that. Well, Eli, our youngest, was born at the end of January. That's unfortunate, so, Eli. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. Really, we should have. You know, yeah. because he was so planned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Planned so well. We we should have planned that better, I guess. Um, <clears throat> go back to the beginning of this episode and um, yeah. yeah, yeah. For a <laughs> refresher on how that went down. Yeah. But anyway, he, um, I've always felt a little bit of guilt. Not a little bit. I felt a lot of guilt about, I went back to work. Um, I think he was four weeks old. Like I started going in like one day a week or um, there were a couple of days that I took him with me to the office because I had a pretty flexible schedule. Um, And I've always kind of felt guilty about that. Like, you know, um, even though if you rationally think about it, Riley remembers none of that time. No, but we do and we can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I've always felt like I was like, you know, trying to make up for things. And I think that, but I think that's the real, um, the real trap. I want to call it a trap with mom guilt. Yeah. The, the frantic, like trying to make up for whatever it is that you feel guilty about, whether it's, you've been shamed by another mother or you just are comparing yourself to other mothers and you fall into that trap of just, wearing yourself slap out do your kids <laughs> you are, feel like you show favoritism do my kids feel that way yeah uh oh of course yeah I think they both do like they would both say you know Riley would say Eli's my favorite Eli would say Riley's my favorite yeah and I think that's, that's good. Thing that I, want yeah I've always I've almost like to the point of like you know, you can almost like work yourself into a hole, you know, like mm-hmm. tried not like tried so hard not to show favoritism. You know, and I tell mm-hmm. them it's easier for me because I can be like, you're my favorite son. You're my favorite daughter, you know? Right. And yeah. so, I mean, you say that it's going to get testy, but it, it's, I think uh, I struggle with that because, mm-hmm. you know, but the, because I don't want, it's like, well, you always do this with, for her and she always, you know, da, 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 you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, I can see yeah. how, and I try to put myself in their shoes. Like, okay, maybe all those times I thought my mom, you know, favored my brother. She was doing the best she could, you know? Right. It's like, yeah. And, a lot of great. Yes. Yes. And so I think I struggle with that guilt in my head. Like, 
because I genuinely do not have a favorite. There are sometimes I like one more than the other on certain <laughs> days, you know, yeah. but it's like, Riley, Riley is in that um, preteen phase right now. And there are definitely days where I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, not, you're not, not, you're my not as enjoyable right to be around yeah. as you yeah. used to be when you're smart now yeah. in your attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, or but, even like when I go into William's bathroom, just to, I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, this toilet does not have an automatic flush like your school <laughs> toilet does. Oh, gosh. And so I'm going to need you to uh, maybe pull up, pull a lever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, look, I think, um, I think one of the things that we, we both would agree on and have, have talked about before is, um, you know, the, the best advice or best like takeaway as far as how do we deal with mom guilt yes. and that it goes back to our friendship episode. And I think you mentioned that earlier, but you just got to have some people surround yourself with some people who are, um, non-judgmental <laughs> and like just a safe place, because I think with any kind of guilt that you're struggling with, whether it's like guilt about something you've done in your past or um, any, any kind of guilt, when you put light on it, when you bring it into the light, you confess it to other people or you share it with other people. I mean, that immediately helps oh. with processing Well, that's it, right? the devil wants to keep you quiet. He wants to convince sure. you that all of this is happening and that all these lies are true and that you are um. a bad mom and that she was right <laughs> about you and your kids, you know, are going to suffer and, I think that that, yeah, when you bring light to it and whenever you speak mm-hmm. it, like, first of all, then you kind of realize how dumb it sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, my kids do not love me based on a pant size. They just don't. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, yeah. they're not going to remember, uh, you know, that, that I, you know, maybe filled out a swimsuit more than XYZ's mom. What they'll remember is that I got in the pool and played with them. Right. And, and I, I, that that right there is why I think I love camping so much Yeah, because those are the memories that they like we, now we have like, you know, we have a ladder, ladder ball tournament and we play ladder ball every day. It's awesome. two, three, like, you know, it's like this whole part of like our routine, our ritual and like throwing the baseball, going for a hike. Yes. Like all of those things are like, those are the things that they're going to remember. Not that, um, I hope not that yeah. I was up until all hours of night grading papers yes. or, yeah, I get to them in one night because I was grading papers. I mean, I do think there are some nights that I, I really, but they'll um, probably remember it as mm-hmm. my mom worked really hard. And not only did she raise yeah. us with my dad, she taught college, you know, like, it's like, I think that that's the thing. It's like, we need to, you know, realize that our kids are kind people and mm-hmm. they're going to see us kindly if we're doing things for the right reasons. And it's like, you know, I realize how hard my parents work, you know, maybe in the time I was like, they're gone all the time and da, 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 you know, but it's like, I'm also super thankful for my grandma. Like if they not been gone all the time, I would not have had that relationship with her. So it's like, they're going to like give our kids the benefit of the doubt. Like they're going to give us grace and it might not be right away, but it will Mm -hmm. come. And yeah. And just, I mean, that's just the word. I mean, grace for, Mm -hmm. for your friends. And here's the deal. If you feel like maybe you're listening to this and like, well, maybe I've shamed somebody like (laughs) a lot of the things that we do that are negative come from either jealousy or insecurity. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you just got to really pray through and pray for God to change your heart. And for him, like I pray all the time when I'm struggling with someone like God, give me, like, let me see them with your eyes. 
And I have to pray that for myself. Like, God, let me see myself with your eyes because I don't necessarily love what, you know, like I see kind of all the things wrong. And so, um, you know, and I've struggled with the guilt of like, oh, I'm always sick, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. but my kids, they always tell me how proud they are of me. And it's like, and I'm like, no, they're not. You know, I can convince myself, like they're just saying that because they feel sorry for me, you know? And it's like, why don't I just give them the benefit of the the doubt and take them at their word? Why do I have to... Con, you know, convolute it and make it negative. And it's like, that's not fair to them. And so, but. Well, and you, I think something else, like when you think about they're watching you struggle with this health, all of the, the health situations that you have going on right now, mm-hmm. you're, you're setting an example for them too, about perseverance. Yeah. Also about having faith yeah. and having hope for either, you know, healing, you know, just like, all of those, those examples, just like, I hope that when my boys look back on their childhood, that they're like, my mom taught me about a good work ethic. She taught me about dependability. And that if she tells someone, I'm going to have your stuff graded by yeah, this day. She's going to have a vision. That she, yeah. That she's going to, even if she has to stay up until three o'clock in the yeah. morning, she's going to have it graded because that's what she told me. That's you. her word. Yeah. And so I hope that those, like, I just teared up saying that. Yeah. Um, that is what I hope that they oh remember, I mean 100 percent nobody you know? really loves you more than your kids love you now that's not to say that like I don't want somebody to hear this and be like no my teen hates me right now or <laughs> I swear I think my kid hates me and it's like that will pass it will yeah. and it's like I fortunately and this is not me shaming anybody I've not dealt with that but it's mm-hmm. like I we've dealt with other things you know and mm-hmm. it's like you get through them and it's like I remember like being in the middle I mean, do you remember baby acne? I remember like one of, like, I remember Anna had like the baby acne and I was like, oh my gosh, this is never going to pass. I mean, looking back, I think it might've lasted like two months, but in the time it felt like, you know, it was like the 40 year plague and, you know, but it's like all these things that feel so overwhelming and so like encompassing, like it does pass and granted it turns into something different, but it's like, I think just teaching your kids that you can show yourself grace is so, I mean, that mm-hmm. is, I mean, cause grace covers it all. It really does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think, especially with it being Easter season, like Jesus died on the cross. So we wouldn't have to live in eternity suffering. And it's like, mm-hmm. so why do we want to make other people feel bad? Why do we want other people to suffer? Like we, that's just, it's, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. for so. sure well that's a mic drop I think um I don't I don't know that we that we need to go any further on that I don't think so guys we crushed it yeah we're, we're <laughs> and we're done here <laughs> we're not trying to shame y'all but we just crushed this crushed this mom guilt so no. we just took it to the cross and mm-hmm. now we're done mm-hmm. <laughs> once you take it to the cross you've got to leave it okay that's right away. that's right you that's what they away. all church camp yeah leave it at the cross leave it at the foot uh, oh my god what are you loving? What is, what is oh good gosh. life right now? Okay, first of all, all of all y'all, um, <laughs> super fan Debbie would be super proud because the message that we've got of people that have bought thrive mascara, y'all oh my God. and I would be able to buy a beach house by now. Thanks so, for sure. You know, well, for all that so we hope you're loving it. Yeah. Cause we get nothing from it. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and okay. And then this is what I want y'all to say too about, are you finding, cause you know, I know people are like, does it flake and stuff like that? 
it doesn't it whenever you mess with your eyes it does but it's like when you wash your face off it just like comes off like almost like a peel and so I hope you're loving that um it's not what I, I mean I'm loving it but it's not my thing this week so yeah, yeah um yeah. but Nate Bargatze is one of mine and Will's absolute favorite comedians. He's pretty clean. Like he doesn't cuss and stuff. He's super funny. And if you remember, I'm working on giving up cussing for Lent. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but he has a Netflix special out. It is, it's called Nate Bergazzi, the Tennessee kid. He lives in Nashville. I am talking, we watched it last night with the kids. And I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like, if you watch it with your kids and you're like, I can't believe she watched this with her kids. It doesn't say anything negative at all. I can't remember. But, you know, I'm just like, if something's, you know, inappropriate, I'm like, oh, shoot, earmuffs. You know? <laughs> but nothing, I don't think there was anything bad on it. But it was, it is so funny. Like, I'm talking, there's nothing I love more than laughing. It is mm. like, I mean, Will and I, and then when Will, like, laughs so hard, he cries. I laugh so hard. I mean, like, my kids were dying. Then he also has another special that he did before that one that if you wanted to watch it first, it was called, it was on the standups. I can mm-hmm. vouch for the other people that were on there. I've watched a few and I think some of them weren't that funny or maybe dirty or whatever, but his special on there, like you can choose just him. It is mm-hmm. so funny. And so that is like, like I might even watch it again tonight. It was so funny. It just doesn't get old. It really doesn't. Um, and he talks a lot about like shaming and stuff. Um, and then the other one, this is sort of random is you should follow the hashtag on Instagram. You know, you can follow people or hashtags or whatever. Follow the hashtag that bowl life, B-O-W-L. Um, there's a big like insurgence of like the faster way to fat loss. It's like a, it's like a diet plan, lifestyle plan, um, everything. And it's pretty good. Like, I think it, it has really, really good momentum and it's healthy and it's not, you know, all these things that you're taking, it's real food and stuff. But through that, there is um, this, there's a girl that I follow. Her name's Beth Chapo and it's like Seersucker and Saddles is her name. But she even created this like ebook that I bought and we have literally made everything and it is so good. But the whole hmm. concept is like all your meals are like in a bowl. So like, and it's super easy because I'm not a good cook. But like, uh-huh. so like last night, it's like we did rice uh, on, as our base and then we did broccoli and then we did shrimp and then we did the everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's and then mm-hmm. the Racha Ranch from Trader Joe's. It was amazing. So yes. simple. And guess what? It's only two dishes, a bowl and a fork. And so, but that is something I am loving. We've been doing that for a while and it just is easy. The kids like it and they can kind of, you know, we've done almost like a taco bowl, just different things. You can mm-hmm. do Brussels sprouts and chicken, mm-hmm. you know, it's super easy. So that's that's what I'm loving. Awesome. That does sound good. That sounds really good. Well, so for those of you that don't know, before the Rev was the Rev, he was the coach. And so um, <laughs> we are in the thick of March Madness at our house. We are all in. Yes. We watch as many games as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, we've all got a bracket and we keep up with who's winning. We Who is are. Winning? Well, until last night, yeah. I was. I got a Tech is, Williams. Anna had Yale and uh, Abilene Christian going to the finals. Perfect. So hers yes. is busted. Perfect. Yes. So Tennessee hurt me last night. <sighs> I think it hurt everybody else too. I so think we might so. Be- there was no perfect brackets left. So. Yeah. 
Oh, that hurt me. So Tennessee, you're you're not um, you're not I'm not I'm not going big orange. Not you, that was not a fan. You, you hurt me. You hurt yeah. me. So anyway, um, but in the midst of watching all of this March Madness, I have been cracking up at AT and T's. Just okay is not okay commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I might be going to like find them on YouTube later because they are uh, so stinking funny. I'm dying. Which one's your so favorite funny. one? Oh my gosh. When he says they're like doing the color play by play and he says, um, I can't Phil. I think it's, he's like, Hey Phil, tell us about your days as a player. And he gets this like panic look on his face and he goes, well, um, actually that's inappropriate because I'm a happily married man. <laughs> that one and then the one on the baskets where he's like we've seen a lot of good baskets today and then they they like pan out and he's like weeping actual <laughs> baskets so funny. he like ends it with it's not your grandma's basket it's uh-uh. mine uh-uh. <laughs> I love them so much and they're, it's like this whole series around March Madness and I literally laugh out loud every time and I've seen them all in general are funny. I need to watch the March Madness one because I remember the one where it's like the baby, they, the, yes. like, the couple has the babysitter and they're like, and she's like, what's your Wi-Fi password? And they're like, her kid's name. She goes, well, that's, that doesn't help. That doesn't help. That's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so that, and then also in the funny, we'll link all of these. I'll link, I'll, I'll create a YouTube. Do it. Um, <laughs> With all the March Madness commercials. But the second thing is also funny and on your computer that you can go look is the other day I was getting ready for class and we were talking about good example, like visual content and um, like good written content in classes. And so we were talking about the use of humor and I kind of stumbled upon <laughs> this YouTube channel and it's called Hello Flow. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, uh-uh. And it is hysterical. It is um, I didn't show it in class, but I did reference it in class, hoping that the students would get, cause I felt like it was not appropriate in like mixed company kind of, it would have, yeah, it would have yeah. been weird. <laughs> um, but it's about like your monthly cycle and it's like a whole character base. Her name is Flo and it's like all these different places that she, <laughs> she shows up unexpectedly and like all of these scenarios. I, I've, I've cried laughing at the, it's like the camp counselor one is my favorite one. So if you go check them out, watch the the girl. She's like the expert on her monthly cycle because she's uh-uh. the only one who has it. But over the summer, she loses her status because everybody else gets their, um, <laughs> their period. And so, and then their parents start sending stuff. So she's no, no longer like the tampon distributor for the camp. Uh-uh. It is uh-uh. so funny Um, her her role was taken yes her role was taken she was she was good she had to take her time had to fill the position anymore oh gosh so i mean like again i find all these i stumble upon all of these things when i'm like working on class prep because you know nothing better to pull some students back into lecture than a funny video so um that was those were my funnies that i'm i love i need to um there's a whole it's a hello hello flow channel Okay, um, I love it. So, I, yeah, you don't have to link that. And so, yeah, check out the videos because they are, um, yeah, oh the menopause, menopause was funny too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like moving out of the house, packing <laughs> all of her red dresses. 
it, all of her um, red dresses. Yeah. Oh my like gosh. It. She's taking her big panties too. Yeah, so. that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Oh Same. gosh. Panties. Well, this has been fun. I think I that pretty much anybody, even if you're not a mom, you're probably experiencing shame or guilt. Maybe you're experiencing shame or guilt for that decision. And, yeah. and I think that that is something too, that is real. It's real. Yes. Um, well, and too, if you're not a mom, maybe you're not married yet. Maybe you, you know, like you're just in a different life phase. Eventually yeah. you're going to be in a situation where you experience some of this either on the receiving end or the giving end. Yeah. And hopefully this has just been a good reminder. Um, just have grace. Yeah. And, and, well, and if you um, see it happen, speak truth into that situation yes. and, yes. you know, maybe come alongside the person that is being shamed or the guilt and just be like, Hey, don't let that, you know, let, let that roll off. You're a good mom. And yeah. I think that too, just like, if you see someone being a good mom, like tell them mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. For speak sure. Into when mom. you see people doing well, like, and encourage them. So for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, friend, it's been a fun chatting with you, and I hope that um, we can do this again every week. Next week. What? And so next week's going to be about anxiety. A little deeper topic next week. I'm feeling anxious. Just see what you think about it. Oh, goodness. I'm going to go get my heads. I'll talk to you later. Checking them out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Checking a void. Oh, gosh. Okay. You have a good day, and I'll see you next week. Okay. Check you soon. Bye, friend. Oh, friends. The mom guilt is so real. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today and just talking through some of the things that we face and some of the things that we inflict on ourselves and then also the things that we maybe even unintentionally um, shame those around us about in the way that they choose to parent their children. And so I hope this has just been really thought provoking as we've shared some things that we have walked through and hopefully will will maybe help you um, as you navigate your own circumstances and maybe reach out to others that um, you know are struggling with this and encourage them along the way. Uh, we can't wait to come back with you next week. We are talking about anxiety and struggling with seasons of anxiousness and um, it's going to be such a great episode. It's a little a little more serious than some of the topics that we've covered before but we think it's definitely something that you will want to tune in for and join us for that conversation. Please, please, please continue to tell your friends and to share the podcast and to leave reviews and ratings. Um, Join us over for for more conversation on Instagram and of course on Facebook. And um, we're just, again, so grateful that you guys have made this a part of your listening routine and we appreciate your support so much. Have a great week, y'all. Settle down, girls. Okay, y'all, whenever Laura and I were in the very beginning stages of planning the podcast, we kind of wrote down a list of who would be our ideal sponsors. Like, who are the companies that we would want to be associated with because we love their heart and their mission? Both of us, right out of the gate, said this week's sponsor. It was our very first one that we said exact same. We're like, this is exactly who we would want to be associated with. And that is Lisa at the Mustard Seed Marketplace. 
At the Mustard Seed Marketplace, they believe your purchase makes a powerful impact. Whether it's feeding the hungry, providing jobs for overcomers of sex trafficking, or supporting small businesses, they want you to be able to shop the causes that you care for the most. You can enjoy shopping their handmade creations from near and far as they create a marketplace for artisans around the globe. They've curated a collection of world-changing jewelry, apparel, handbags, and more from over 40 groups in 18 countries. And all items are fair trade, locally made, or give back brands. You can use the code ALLTHINGSGOOD, that's one word, all capital, ALLTHINGSGOOD, for 15% off your entire purchase at themustardseedmarketplace.com. Make sure you find them on Facebook and Instagram and check out their website as they are always getting new things in. I promise you that is the case. And make sure when you go to check out that you have loaded your card up with everything that you want because it's 15% off your entire purchase, but it's one per customer. But 15% off your entire purchase. Y'all, that's not just like free shipping. It's 15% off your entire purchase. So personally... I, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to go on and start shopping. I know there's a Judith necklace that I've got my eye on. That's going to go in my cart. I love, there's a t-shirt on there that says giving back is the new black. Love that. Her stuff is such good quality. The artisans that make it do such an incredible job. I promise you're going to love it. I know that I've ordered in the past and it comes with a handwritten note. I mean, are you kidding me? She's not even from the South, but that is just some great customer service. But the stuff is beautiful. It's not just that it is, you know, for a good cause. It is beautiful things that you're going to want to wear. I mean, half the stuff looks like anthropology. I mean, it's amazing. So I bought earrings in the past and I promise you every single time I wear them, I get compliments every single time. Laura's purchased in the past. So you're welcome. Thank you so much, Lisa, at the Mustard Seed Marketplace. Make sure whenever you get your order in that you share it on Instagram or Facebook and tag the Mustard Seed Marketplace and tag All Things Good. I want to see what you got. I'll be sharing on our Instagram some things that I've got my eye on and what's going to be going in my cart because there is no shame in me using our own code. So make sure and use the code All Things Good for 15% off your entire purchase. 